Welcome to It's Funny or Nanokian podcast. This is Kira. This week we put together a special best of clip show. Be prepared for some bloopers, some mild freaking out about this show that we all love so much, as well as some really misled predictions, and then some that we got right. We hope you enjoy. We'll see you again next week. So we are actually going to cut it off here, but I think I forgot to do the Kevin Smith bit. Yes. So I know we've made a lot of pauses in it, so I don't think this is our real length. Okay, cool. I just want to do a little thing, and then maybe we'll tag it on to the end. Cool. If there's time. So I did want to just bring up a little anecdote about our, um, maybe I should have taken more of a pause. Okay, I just kind of wanted to bring up a little bit of an anecdote about our podcast here. Um, so earlier this week, I want to say it was just a few days ago, um, the actor Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack. Uh, he's okay now. And we're really thankful for that because actually he's the reason, uh, why we started this podcast. Um, uh, Sally actually didn't even know about this. I I totally forgot about this. (laughs) Like, I do not remember, but. Yeah. But I believe you. Yes. Um. (laughs) We were sitting in this very room that we're recording the podcast in. We were uh, just finished watching an episode of um, Supernatural, shocking, and um, it was on like I don't know, just some some channel where it was just cycling through different trailers or whatever. And uh, I was saying something. We were talking about the episode as we as do, we do, uh, and as we did well before this podcast. And um, I look up and I see. Uh, Kevin Smith doing his um, Batman and Fat Man or Fat Man and Batman uh, podcast and I had like bulb and I was just like Sally we would make a really good supernatural podcast (laughs) you know the arrogance really laid it in there and uh, you know saying it as mostly a joke and then a week later we're we both look at each other and we're like fuck it let's Mm -hmm. do this so yeah um, we were both fans of his mm-hmm. and really like him um i think he's such a sweetheart and such a like solid person um so speedy recovery to him yes yeah i will admit though like supernatural did scare me back in the oh day. yeah yeah it's terrifying it is i like started watching it like it's the i've started watching it so many times yeah i need to i need to do a good rewatch yeah. because i feel like I'm inept in my encyclopedic knowledge. I used to. I used to have such an encyclopedic knowledge, and it's just like the the days and weeks and years that go by that I have not rewatched the whole series. It starts to like mm-hmm. trickle out of my brain. <laughs> I also just know a lot of it from like meta that I've read That's on true. Tumblr. That's fair. Yeah, um, but I watched the pilot. Yeah, like, it's genuinely it's scary. It's genuinely frightening. Genuinely. But I watched it for, like, the first or second time in my dorm room during spring break when everyone had left campus. I had gone away, but I came back before everyone else. And I was like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Really good idea to watch the pilot by myself in my no. totally empty dorm room. Very wise. Or, like, not even Very empty wise. dorm room. Empty, like, like there was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. no one there. Like, yeah. no RAs. Like, wow. So that was a terrifying, terrifying experience. So you didn't sleep? No. <laughs> no. No. Well, and it's one of those things where you start, and then you're like, shit, I've started. 
Uh, there's no going back. There's no I going might as well just back because I'm already going. terrified, but yeah. now I need to know what happened. And and one episode turned into five, and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> yes. Just for further context for our listeners, not only did we just, like, finish eating burgers and have the itis and everything, but I was up until six in the morning binging Travelers, which, you know, if you... if. Any of you who haven't watched it, check it out. It's actually pretty good. It reminds me a little bit of X-Files. I really want to watch it now. Yeah. I also woke up at 4 a.m. for work. Yeah. So I feel like we're both, like, We're both, we're both in it. We're about equal. Yeah. Do we think that Dean actually does have this faith, or is he just saying it to Sam to, like, get him out of his depression? No, I think that he actually has the faith, because who gave him faith from the beginning? Cass? Oh, my heart. I think I just broke Sally. I just got, like, a full body chill. Ho, 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 ho. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So you talking about um, the the faith healer and that whole thing, like, that that constant, like, back and forth that we're dealing with, with, like, let's be honest – it's every season, multiple yeah. times a season, where it's just like, you're dying, let's save you. Forget about me, just let me die. On both sides. Like, let's be honest, like, it's happened with <laughs> Kira is laughing because I almost spat out my water. <laughs> Not on the mic. Okay, we warned everyone that this is going to be rambly. We did not warn everyone about uncontrolled laughter. Okay, let's stop. Okay, I can control myself. It's okay, we can always edit it out. (laughs) No, this is staying in. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Um, The back and forth between, like, no, let me die. Right. Okay, so we saw that revisited in Breakdown with the vampire cure. Because when Dean got turned into a vampire, it was like, it was a lot, that was the introduction of the vampire cure. So there was a lot more lead up, like with, with, uh, what's his face? With, uh, Dave? Doug. Doug. Sorry, <laughs> D-, D names, whatever. Doug. It was like, oh yeah, slice, vampire blood, da 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 okay, you're cured. It was very, like, cut and dry. Whereas with Dean the first time, which they, like, showed in the, in the recap, right? It was... It was, that was the whole episode, was getting that cure, and will it happen, won't it happen, and he's just like, guys, you know what you have to do, if, if it comes to it, man, like, shoot me. Also, I love, I love your Dean impression. (laughs) It's so not an impression. It's, I don't know what it is. I was just gonna be like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's your voice, but slightly lower? Yes. That's the (laughs) Oh, man. I just meant more in terms of, like, I, like I was 100% just thinking of that scene. Yes. Where she rolls up and she's like, what do you guys need? And, like, that D-train. Oh, yes, D-train. Oh, man. Yeah. If you guys didn't pick it up, her license plate said D-train. And I love it. I, th- I, think, uh, I think everyone picked that up. I, yeah, I think it was know. hard to... I know, they did, they, 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 we got it twice. I know, I was just gonna say, it was definitely that thing where it's just like, oh, it's pulling up, oh, in case you missed it, here's a close-up, kind of thing, yeah, which is adorable, I love it. 
speaking of that priest, like, oh, what a creep. Oh, what I loved creep. it. Oh, it, it was. It was good. It was good. That actor was really good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I looked him up. He hasn't been in anything that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you would have recognized him right away, yeah. Sally's party trick. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, uh, she asked him, like, you know, are you a family man? And, you know, and she starts listing off his, you know, uh, uh, failures or improprieties and everything. He's just like... Well, my wife, my wife knows my sins. I know my sins. And, you know, and then promptly breaks down because Donna's badass and she knows what to say <laughs> to make him break down. Um, but I feel like with that, the priest kind of serves as a little bit of a mirror for like what a member of the Winchester family can be. Like you're on the fringe of society. You're not quite fitting into that box that even maybe like as a priest he's defined for himself mm-hmm. right and as a hunter you might have defined for yourself um and i remember i was saying to you before I, what it made me think of was the scene uh right before jack leaves yeah in the bunker uh where he thinks of himself as a monster and you know we get that reconciliation between him and dean where dean goes well like if you're a monster then i am too right and then also too later on when we find Jack. We get that scene in the Impala where Jack literally says, like, you guys are my family. And, like, yeah. we get that approval as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, yeah, I feel like with Don, it's more just, like, the long game of approval. Um, yes. In a sense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, solidifying her character more in the within the, the canon family mm-hmm. that's not, you know, dead. <laughs> All the... aboard the D-train. <laughs> I know, I, I was you saving that. You were saving that. That. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm delighted by such silly, silly things. As am I, as am I. <laughs> yeah. Automatically what comes to mind is just like any scene where any of the actors have had to like play opposite themselves. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. Um, And like Sam opposite Lucifer as himself. Yeah. I don't know. I have I have no nothing to add to that. Oh, it's okay. just what okay. that's just what came to my mind. I'm sure there's ways that we could delve in and analyze 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 that, but uh, but not today. Yeah, <laughs> he was but, like, but he's lost his way. A yeah, couple times, yeah. But, but now it's like he's died. Like he is just like over it. Mm-hmm. Like he is sassy which I loved, like, that was some, like, major sass, um, which I've realized is kind of a Steve Yockey thing, because Cass was so sassy in Lily Sunder has some regrets. Like, do you remember some of that stuff where he's, like, in the car and he's like, you know what I like about Benjamin? Like, <laughs> it was awesome. It was so good. <sighs> so we have that back, but then, like, actual boyfriends to, like, <laughs> I know. But to, like, get Lucifer mad on purpose. Yes, on purpose. To get him powerful yeah. so he can get them out. And then to immediately just, like, stab him is, like... Damn. He's died and come back, and he gives zero fucks. Yeah. He's like, oh, just gonna stab Lucifer, NBD. This is just making me think of the fact that there's then no way that that was, uh, uh... Casmodeus. I just thought of that. <laughs> well, this is true. 
you're so pleased with yourself. Yes. <laughs> no, I just channeled Lucifer, you know, like mm-hmm. Cassandra. Oh my god, the Cassandra <laughs> bit was so good. I The comedy in this episode yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, well, I can't. Cass and Lucifer, like, as a team, yeah. is like the perfect comic duo. Like, I feel like I had the reaction to Wayward Sisters that... I thought I should have had to Wonder Woman or that other people had to Wonder Woman. Because I feel like other people were like, I was so emotional seeing a woman in this role. And watching that, I was like, oh, I feel emotional seeing this many nuanced Mm -hmm. emotional relationships between all these women. Yes. I feel emotional. So, like, the other thing um, that I loved about this episode was seeing women being competent yeah because like i love badassery as much as the next person but i'm way more invested in competence yes and when competence is badass yes and watching a super competent cop like and then her backup is like also a woman and it's just like a whole bunch of women all being really competent yeah like the scene like not having to like rely yeah not having to rely on men but also not like not having to rely on like i'm a superhero or like brute strength being like we are so skilled yeah we're all skilled and like it's not just one super skilled person like it's it's a whole bunch and it's not all just the same skill like Mm -hmm. you could say the same thing between like like, you can say the same overarching thing between um, Claire and Alex in terms of having, like, exercisable skills. Like, Alex is clearly medically trained. Yeah. And, but Alex, you see the skill in her fighting, and it's not, to, to uh, uh, go off that point, it's not about brute strength. Mm-hmm. It's about skill. Like, she is a skilled fighter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, like, I wrote, like, Alex was one of my favorite parts yes. of this episode, um, partially because it's just like, yeah, like, you're a nurse, you're competent. Yeah. Like, well, also ooh, to, you have skills, like, that's badass. But also to pull off of the, co- just, like, basic competency, uh, uh, thing, what does she say to Claire when, like, Claire's, uh, uh, says to her about how, like, you know, oh, well, I know you're not much for the monster fighting or whatever, and, and Alex is like, yeah, well, I help. I help uh, Jody with whatever needs to be helped with, whether that's monster fighting or doing the dishes. Yeah. Like, that's literally the definition of competency. Like, mm-hmm. competency. Uh, of, uh, you know, just being able to do what is naturally necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in any given instance. Yeah. Um, my favorite, like, competent badass moment of the episode was Jody and Donna in the car. Oh, yeah. Like, that shot that was, was so awesome. good. Yeah. A thing that I enjoyed about this episode so much was watching so many strong female characters. I hate that I just said that. Can we forget that I said strong female characters? Um, just why? So many female characters. Oh, okay. Um, I I get, I get you now. Yeah. Interact. Sally, female characters can't be strong. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. By the way. <laughs> Um, no, I just hate that phrase so much. I know, no, for that very reason, exactly. No, um, but seeing so many female characters having such good chemistry together yeah. 
because how many there are you know four of the younger ones plus jody and donna yeah so seeing wow, there's really that many all six of, of them yeah holy moly seeing all of the combinations yeah where it's like ooh, claire and alex have great chemistry everyone has a relationship yeah. and it's different um everyone has great chemistry together and every time there was a new scene with two people i was like ooh, they have great chemistry too Ooh, what about this friendship like ooh, um except for patience where every Pretty time much. she was on screen i was like oh she, you don't have yeah. chemistry with this person yeah she was definitely the odd one out oh you don't and you know what that's part of her function in the story i think so and i think that's why i don't like her and we're just gonna see where that goes yeah. because i think that like some of the reasons why i'm indifferent to negative about her character are like things that they're doing on purpose where it's like she's supposed yes. to be the outsider. She's supposed to be the odd one out. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have she, to she's like o- it. She's, she is only supposed to be there because of what she can do. Yeah. But it's so funny, though, too. The the episode, the show actually does a really good job of showing how that doesn't have to be the case. Because look at Kaya. I don't know. I knew it was going to be a new episode. But I think you forgot for a minute oh no i totally forgot yeah because i had three hours of sleep and got up at 5 30 in the morning today Woo-hoo. that's cool oh, yeah. i'm sally hedrick i'm kira mccaff and we're gonna talk some stuff about, about... this episode <laughs> <Yes>. today <laughs> about this little show we like to call supernatural yes we like yeah. to call it that that's not what it's called but we like to call it that it's our little nickname <laughs> thank you for uh pointing out one of my ticks. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> no, I love it because I know it and I'm aware of it, but now I'm doing it. Did I break you? Yes. Which is okay. That's fine. I, sometimes I need to. Okay, Kira has descended into like hysterical giggles, so we're off to a, an amazing start. Yay. Okay, I'm okay. Nothing's um... wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, I mean, no, I mean like I'm feeling sleepy. But I have no excuse, whereas oh, okay. Kira opened yeah. and only had three hours of sleep. So she has I'm, an excuse. I'm I have fine. no excuse. I'm not tired. I don't know what you're <laughs> Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> and now I'm going to be the one that's quiet this week. No, I'm going to make sure that I speak up. Okay. We're having some difficulty <laughs> both talking at the same volume. Yes. It's always only like one of us. Yeah. It's like a dominant thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. It's okay. It's looking better. Cool. Okay, we're good. We're cool. Good. We're good. Um, uh, we also have noticed how much we both say um, so yes. that's really screwing us up for like yes. speaking English. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of pauses that don't have anything in them, and it just immediately made me think of the... Um, Mijatic convention where someone brought it up to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's as soon as you bring up something like that, it's like you don't know how to talk anymore. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's very frustrating. And I felt that frustrating when you brought I'm, it up. I'm so. Well, I was talking about myself. I wasn't even talking about you. Whatever. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's quickly do some a little bit of hopes for oh, the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of anything right now. I know. I'm like, um, um, we definitely want to see Cass back again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm going to talk about what happened in this episode with Sam and Dean anyway, because it relates okay. into my hopes. I just, I'm really excited to see, I mean, obviously we're going to get this because I was going to, I'm excited to see more of the dynamic between Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. 
because I think this episode was obviously really light on Sam and Dean content. Like, they were barely in it. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but the stuff that we saw them do was very significant. significant. Oh, yeah. Or, like, not sure. even significant. But, but in line. In character. In character. In, in line with the story that we're seeing throughout this yeah. season. Yeah. And, and we're seeing over and over again that, like... Sam and Dean deal with adversity really, really differently. Sam cannot handle the bad place at all. Mm -hmm. He's like a little baby who's like hungry and wet and wants to go home. And Dean is like, meh, I'll eat a lizard. Like, let's get through this. Exactly. Um, That's a dynamic that's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think based on that punch that we saw in the promo. Oh, yeah. That is what I am most excited about. Like, screw hopes and dreams for the rest of this season. I'm just excited for that, that punch. punch. Yeah. Like... Because it's... that Like, that's a, a level of intimate fighting that we have not really seen no, between them. I don't think that they have ever punched each other in the, in face. the face. I'm sure someone's going to probably prove us wrong, but, yes. you know, whatever. But Go ahead. Not, prove us wrong. But, like... <laughs> That was, like... like no, the, like, the framing of it and everything. They've never had a, like, I want to hurt you, you made me so mad yeah. that I'm going to punch you in the face yeah. moment. Exactly. Um. So I'm really excited. Yeah. We'll get a lot of mile de- oh. mileage off of just that scene, I'm sure, whenever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I can't think of any hopes and dreams because, like... I know. I'm so wrapped up still in this episode yeah. and just, like, yeah... I mean, what are what are my actual hopes and dreams? My actual hopes and dreams are like Sam and Jody make out. Like, well, yeah. My that. actual hopes and dreams are like we get a really solid because, like, spoiler alert. I think that we're gonna get some like Asmodeus cast like potential we're gonna have a bait and switch. Like Dean thinks it's cast, but it's actually something else. Mm -hmm. My hope and dream is that that's coded in an extremely romantic, romantic way. way. Yeah. Jinx. That is my dream. Yeah. Those are my hopes and dreams. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a shipper. Like, yeah. what can I say? Also, oh, my other hope and dream is that um, Sister Joe, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Daniil, like, aggressively Flirt. hits yeah. on Cass. Like, mm-hmm. that is my other wish. Yeah. Um. What but about yeah. you? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, everything that you just said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except for the Jody Sam stuff. I don't care about that. Do, but do you um, see it? Do you see it, though? Yeah, yeah, sure. You need to rewatch uh, some of the older episodes. Probably. Um, but yeah, like, Hopes and Wishes for me is just, like, keep trucking. Like, you know, even whatever problems that we've had with it, like this particular episode or, you know, other, other uh, things, is, like, this season's been, like, kick-ass. Like, it, you know, I, I haven't felt about this show like this since like season four and five yeah for sure um so yeah i think that i'm really excited to see what comes and i'm excited to um talk about it um the last line of this episode was so good i i feel like i'm just like you know (laughs) oh my god it's so good fawning over davy perez but (laughs) the last line when sam says you know our life is bad blah 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 it ends bad. It ends bloody. Yeah. Um, and we had a line like this in season 12 yes. talking about, like, I always thought we'd go out, like, Butch and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Like. Which has been referenced outside the show. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, 
are these things foreshadowing? Or is it a red herring? Or is it a red herring? Is it saying, we said it, so now we have to do it? Or we said it, so now we can't do it? Well, it's just like me saying, like, are they setting up all this new uh, and returning family to then just take them away? Or are they setting them up for another reason? Yeah. Well, and so I've always, like, so they can't kill off Donna or Jody because of Wayward Sisters. Assuming that it gets picked up. Assuming that it gets picked up. But it's like, they're not going to kill off those yes. characters. I feel pretty confident okay. in them keeping those characters. Okay. Um, everyone else is fair game. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, though, is, like, the argument can be made, well, like, are they solidifying these older characters to then, like, rip away, like, Jack yeah. or Cass? And, like, you saying this about Mary, now I'm kind of like, I don't know if Mary's yeah. gonna make it out alive. I feel like we will get a reunion. Yes, I feel like we'll get a reunion. I, fe- I feel like... So the other thing is, like, Dean and Mary had great closure. And yes. I love, like... Oh, that scene is just coming to my brain automatically. But the overlap Ugh. on this show between death and emotional closure. Mm-hmm. And what kind of overlap those have. Which is ironic in a show where everyone dies yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Or maybe not ironic for that reason. Yeah. But the emotional closure that Dean had with Mary is immediately followed by her death. Right. And he's okay. Or, like, not her death. Her, like, being absconded to the alternate reality. Right. But to him, death. But to him, death. And he's okay with that. Yeah. Like, it's very clear the only part of that whole situation that he wasn't okay with was Cass. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like... He got closure with his mom, so he's okay that she's dead. Yeah. Sam did not get emotional closure. No. Um, and it's like, he talked about that in, um, oh. I know what you're oh, talking that about, episode. I just can't remember. Oh, <laughs> oh that The episode. Big Empty. Oh, okay, yes, He talked yes. about that, where yeah. he was like, you had this stuff with her, yep. and like, I didn't. Um, so I, which has always been like a, a, a sticking point between them. Yeah. Like Dean, Dean had her, Sam didn't. Yeah. So I feel like we're going to get a reunion to at least have some Sam and Mary stuff. Right. If we don't, that's going to be a big point in like, if, if they don't get a Sam Mary reunion, I am predicting like a full depression breakdown from sam like that is going to go all the way that will be very very bad for him do you think it would be bad enough to get something that i feel like was teased but i I don't know how much it was actually teased or if i'm just reading into like fan speculation but the whole thing about uh the demon blood powers coming back oh maybe oh that would be good because then, like, that would be a reason to, like, marry yeah. is to get that, mm-hmm. you know. Because like, I feel like it could happen b- both ways. Like, you get your reunion, but then, like, bye. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like it would be stronger if there's no reunion. Yeah. And then spiral. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so right now, I feel like the two biggest contenders for people to get killed off are Mary and Jack. Yeah. Um. I feel like Jack's going to go as soon as he supposedly does, like, whatever magical thing he's supposed to do to fix the multiverse. Yeah. Well, and, it's gonna like... It's going to be, like... It, or that, that act is going to be, a, like, a, um, 
uh, a martyrdom. Like, it's going to be a sacrifice yeah, thing. Yeah. I was just going to say that maybe we should move to predictions. Yeah, that's exactly what there I was going to say. Perfect. Uh, uh, telepathy. We're psychic. Yes. So. So. Oh, well. Mm. Like, okay, we have three qu- three main questions. Yes. What the fuck is up with Cass? Yeah. <laughs> We're liking it, but still, what's yeah. up with Cass? Um what's actually going to happen to Lucifer, and what the hell did Rowena actually do? Mm-hmm. Let's start with Cass. Okay, so my immediate thought was, like... Was Cass Medeus. Yeah, well, no, my immediate thought was, Cass is acting like Misha. Yeah. Like, that I've was been my seeing that more and more, though. was, like, Misha. <laughs> like... <laughs> Cass, your Misha is showing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I, I felt like I've seen this from the beginning, like, with the, the Dark Empty. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's just Misha with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched the the Han Khan, uh, oh Misha and Jensen panel the other day. <sighs> and was I just like, that. and then I, like, had to go on Archive of Our Own to see if there actually were any oil rig fanfics. <gasps> were there? Two. Okay. Neither of them so were good. Uh, well, are we surprised? No. No. Um, <laughs> so then I was like, ugh, I should write one. Yes, you should. We'll see about that. Um, (laughs) I feel like there's probably a good percentage of people that don't know what we're talking about, which is fine. If you don't know, it's okay. (laughs) Just don't worry about it. Yeah. You're you're like, you're like, don't worry about it, and I'm like, go find it. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) You'll thank us. No, you won't. Um, Yeah. So, uh, well... I was originally thinking Casmodeus, especially yes. that smirk yeah. that we got and everything. I don't know if that's just like the, the, I don't know. I feel like maybe, I'll speak for myself, reading too much into it with the promos and stuff and seeing that smirk and thinking one thing, which they, they did a great job with the promos, mm-hmm. just to reiterate. Um, but I re- there is a strong possibility that maybe it is just... Cass as a character kind of really coming into his own because mm-hmm. we've finally been able to see him like he's getting his redemption yeah right like he's 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 finally not depressed and yeah. like his depression is like in a vacuous black empty space and mm-hmm. he's left that behind and now he can just move forward yeah. uh the the you know for all intents and purposes, the daddy issues and the this and the that like it, it's he can get past that now so now he can just uh, operate with what's in front of him and so maybe that's what we're seeing yeah or that smirk could have even just been like oh i know how i'm gonna get lucifer to like yeah well break us out of here i was, I was like okay yeah. like you have a plan like yes. this is your smile when you have a plan yeah but i'm like how, that we're not used to seeing how far does that plan go <laughs> yes. like i'm curious as to what his like long-term plans yeah. are clearly he wants to kill lucifer yeah um my thought also was next week's episode is called Devil's Bargain. Right. And they have said that Cass is going to make a deal with Lucifer. Fuck. Um, I don't like that. I'm okay with it. So A, I'm like, they said that a long time ago. Okay. So maybe they're not going to do it. Who knows? I'm going to operate under the assumption, though, that they're going to do it because... Mm -hmm. They said they were going to do it. So, like, that seems pretty set in stone from a show-running perspective. Um, is Cass going to give Lucifer his grace and be a human? 
is that going to be the deal? Interesting. But I find, like, what I don't get about that is him being so resistant to it and then stabbing Mm -hmm. him. Like, what... That, that's the problem is we were given such a cliffhanger yeah. with that. Like, I, it could go in so many ways. Like, how, yeah. like, I just don't see how it can go from that in one episode mm-hmm. to what well, you're my, saying. My feeling is, like, okay, some, if that is the case, like, that's a problem for the writers. So yes. it's, like, something has to happen. Well, but that's the thing. Like, is something like, major has to happen. Like, my writer brain is just, like, that's writing yourself into a corner. Yeah. Like, mentioning that Misha's, or Misha. Cass. (laughs) That Cass is going to make a deal with the devil, and then it lining up with Devil's Bargain. Uh, Like, I just just feel like there's, I kind of hope that that doesn't happen, or at least Mm -hmm. not in this episode, because I feel like there's not enough room, unless they pull some really, like, great trick out from under their sleeves. I just feel like there's not enough space to really, like, have that happen. Yeah. I don't know. To Which, see like, that reversal. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But the thing that automatically came to my mind is Devil's Bargain, a deal with the devil, we get Sister Joe, and we see someone that might look like Lucifer in the background from the promo. What if um, Sister Joe becomes a new vessel? Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Oh, damn. Like that. Yeah. Because cause we can, like, okay, so he stabbed him with the angel blade, and we saw his eyes flicker. Yeah. Right? Is that just killing the vessel, or is that actually capable of killing Lucifer? Especially with huh. weakened grace. So, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's it's a force ghost that is behind uh, uh, Sister Joe or whatever. Star Wars reference, yay! <laughs> there are um, lots of Star Wars references on this show, though. And well, I that's because love it was based. It was based on on Star Wars. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, I feel like there's a lot yeah. of places that they could go. I have my own feelings about this because I read a lot of fan theories right. in the early part of the week that I'm not going to share because they are too numerous, and I would have to <laughs> cite all of them. Right. Um, we would add another hour onto this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So then do we want to move on to our predictions for Lucifer? I guess we just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we kind of yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rowena. So. Okay. That was my, what I was going to, when I said that I was going to say a thing, and then I was like, I'm going to save it for the predictions part. Okay. So. The last Steve Yaki episode of last season was Twigs and Twine and Tasha Baines. Um, so that's the episode where Max and Alicia Baines go looking for their mom. She turns into a twig monster. And oh. then Max makes the deal. And Alicia turns into a twig monster. Um, and I'm pretty sure that episode ends with, or at least Max's resolution in that episode, ends very similarly to this episode. Where, like, his eyes flash purple because he's taken the ring and it's like a pan up. I Not that I think okay. that this is like a prediction for her, but right. just I think it's interesting it's like, it's sim- that like, two Yaki episodes right. have kind of ended like this. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really have any thoughts on, like, what specifically Rowena did. Well, when I asked you while we were watching, like, oh, well, what spell did she use? And you're like, oh, it's the one that she used before, like, to protect herself from Lucifer. It's just, like, the thing. And I'm like, no. Like, she cut herself in the throat and, like, grace-looking stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it was purple, but it, like, it almost looked like grace. And then she had, like, the protection, Mm -hmm. like, magic banner thingies falling over her and then she had the glowing eyes like it didn't feel like it felt like they were showing something yeah like for a reason that it wasn't just like a a, something that she did before Mm -hmm. right i mean the thing about the thing that she did before was like which we never saw it did we never saw it and it did make her immortal so like but like temporarily temporarily immortal immortal. so yeah it's interesting it's interesting to see what what did she actually do? Because the, the implication was, or at least when she was, like, basically getting Sam to let her take it, was, you know, this is something to fight against Lucifer, not to protect from him. So, like, that, I'm wondering if that was just, like, a, like playing with Sam yeah. or playing with us or if that's legitimate what it was. Like, was is this actually making her stronger in some sort of way or making her something else. Well, didn't Sam say something about, like, making him hurt? Like, making Lucifer hurt? Or... I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what's up with everyone? I know, everyone. I feel like that's the consensus, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for Daniil. Oh, God, I know. I'm so excited for, like... <laughs> the back half of this season because now that we're watching these episodes obviously this made perfect sense to me and I feel like everyone else knew this except for me like they had only filmed episode 10 11 12 and 13 when they put out those promos well and 16 and 16 but like that doesn't count doesn't count um (laughs) yeah so it's like, it should have, it's like obviously right. all of the scenes in the promo have to happen in these yeah. next few episodes. Like, and I feel like if I had been logical at all, <laughs> like I would have been able to think of that. Um, but yeah, I'm just so excited for what is going to happen because I feel like they're excited about what's going to happen and... I loved season 12, but I feel like it kind of flagged a little bit mm-hmm. in the back half and got kind of, like, bogged down. Yes. And, like... By the, the, like, overarching. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they got, like, they were more excited about it at the beginning. Yeah. But this time, I'm like, they've set so much stuff up. And I think the reason for that is because they know that they're coming back for 14. Yeah. And I think that they've known mm-hmm. fairly early on. Like, even earlier mm-hmm. than last season. Because last season, they knew from the midpoint yeah. on that they were going to be coming back. So that allowed them the opportunity to have, like, a um, a pickup, like a direct yeah. pickup, yeah. and not have to close it off. Mm-hmm. So if they know that they have that for this, then they're able to, like, continuously build up and just put all of their energy into building that up and making good episodes instead of worrying about wrapping up at yeah. the end of 13. Right. Mm-hmm. But this episode, I feel like they're actually gearing up um, for 
Sam finally getting closure on Lucifer. Right. I think that okay. at this point, like, they seem to be gearing up for, like, him to finally get closure about that. Right. I wonder if Jared had any had anything to do with that, because I remember him talking in a convention video about... Someone asked him about, like, how Sam felt having Lucifer in the bunker at the end of season 11. Yeah, because that wasn't really addressed yeah. at the time. And he said that 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 had been a concern of his. That he was like, whoa, like, why am I okay with this? And either they shot this scene and it got cut, or they didn't even have time to shoot it because those episodes were so jam-packed. But the director or writer or whoever said that like Chuck had a conversation with Sam where he essentially said like, don't worry. Like I know you're upset that Lucifer is here, but like I won't let anything happen to you. And they, there was a conversation about that, but it got cut or never got filmed. I forget which one. Um, but that it made w- me really sad. I know, right? But also happy because, like, oh, Chuck. I know. I know. <laughs> I Chuck. I know. But either way, I think it is something that Jared thinks about right. a lot when Very it comes to the of. character of Sam, yes. where he's, I think that Jared maybe was aware of this ongoing trauma mm-hmm. that Sam had. Maybe even before the writers did. Like, I'm, I'm curious as to whether he had anything to do with the way this plot is going. Right. I don't know. Possibly. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's actually an example of a comedic moment. And then to the opening up with the guy Dale and the two witches. And, like, the whole love spell thing, that's, like, just ripe with comedy. And uh, uh, we got to see the punch that we had so much expectation over, which still, which I still think was warranted because I think my theory is that there's a lot of underlying stuff to that punch. Yes, it served a function in the episode, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that was still something that was coming. Well, you could say that that was Dean's feelings about Sam not letting him be happy. Yeah. I, I feel like that's very fair to say. Um, yeah, it's better than I'm, it's better than what I could come up with. I'm just gonna leave that there. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a part of Dean now that's that, like yeah, that's like I'm happy. Why aren't you? Yeah, I'm happy, and it's like on the one hand he's really really worried and concerned for his brother because obviously Sam yes. is going through something really horrible and he doesn't want that. But I feel like there is a tiny part of him that's just like. You're bringing me down again. Yeah. Um, why won't you just let me be happy? Like, why won't you just let me be? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. But, um, but yeah, like, I, but the weird thing is what made me enjoy the comedy so well, uh, so much is like, uh, other than the obvious like slapstick moments, like the punch, or <laughs> I miss this so much them fighting. Air quotes when oh when Sam rescues him from getting hit over the head with a sledgehammer, um, 
and just like that wrestling and it's just like no you get no like i love it i love it so much sam and lucifer parallels Mm -hmm. you saying that and me thinking about this episode and about sam and ruby has 100 percent cemented my conviction that lucifer will sacrifice himself to save the world because when is sam involved with ruby in season four so it's like yeah like i think that sam and lucifer have diverged at this point because sam is playing out sam in season 13 Mm -hmm. lucifer is sam in season four Like, that's where Lucifer is. And, like I've said before, that at the beginning of this season, we were, like, at the end of season two. Right. Like, beginning of season three. Mm -hmm. And now, parts of the story are being picked up in, like, season four. So, like, we're progressing through these earlier seasons. We're... continuing through these like little moments in the show and like reimagining them with different characters and like going through different experiences but like I feel like that sentence didn't make much sense <laughs> yes it did but like I yeah totally followed. anyway so I am <laughs> this is official on the record my prediction is that Lucifer will be sacrifice the... he will swan dive somehow he's, he's gonna be the martyr for sure yeah I like that I think that that's Gonna go down in the history of uh, Sally's predictions. We'll see about that. <laughs> I also think, like, this leads into some stuff that I have to say about Lucifer. Um, because I feel like, and, like, I did a little bit of reading um, about, like, Lucifer and the past couple of episodes and people saying, like, things that they loved about last episode, um, specifically about how evil they made Lucifer last episode and how it was very clear that, like, Lucifer is a really bad guy and they're not, like, leaning into, like, a redemption arc. Or, like, they are, but, like, they're not, like... It's not, like, a cookie cutter. Yeah. It's specific to the character. And it's not, like, ooh, he's becoming a good person. Because I think that... No. This episode, too, was really good in that it, like, is teasing that potential for a redemption arc but it's still having him do really awful things it's not saying like oh he's becoming a good person it's like and i think that at this point it's like yeah like the only way he's going to like he's never going to be good he's always going to do horrible things and his redemption arc if he has one like the only way that can happen is if he just dies and does something good with that but it's not going to be like, ooh, he's a hero. Like, I totally agree. Like, and I think that that was very well cemented through him making, like, kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, like, sidestepping or, or, or uh, shooing away that little, like, speech that he gave to, um, NIL, like, in, in the motel room when he's making that, like, declaration of, like, oh, I'll probably, like, mess up Jack, like, you know, blah, 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 like, not be a good dad and everything, and then he gets up and he's just, like, 
why am I, why did I say that? Like, you know, it's not even going to matter in a few, you know, what, however long it's not, it's not going to matter because I'm just going to be back at full strength and not feel any of this anyway. Yeah. And I found that fascinating Mm -hmm. because it's almost speaking of drugs. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a drug addict being like, you know, oh, like I'll I'll be okay because pretty soon I'll be high. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. The thing with like Lucifer and NIL, I keep wanting to say Daniel. It's like, or Anna. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I keep wanting to say Daniel every, like every time she was on screen, every time there was like, a sexual thing with Lucifer, I was like, oh, when Jensen see like, except I was thinking of, like, <laughs> Dean as Jensen, and I was like, oh, when him and Sam show up, like, he's gonna be like, what? What's my wife do? Like. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, like, I love how with that, basically, see, I almost said Danielle. Fuck. Right. <laughs> um, NIL, um, basically turned Lucifer into a glorified vampire. Yes. So this just occurred to me because, um, and you're going to have more to say about this, but the whole Lucifer and Al scene paralleled Sam and Ruby. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Well, there we go. There we go. So basically Lucifer is going to become a human. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But it's like if, so, I Sam like and I they're definitely Ruby, foreshadowing it, for yeah. sure. But, like, if Sam and, in if Sam's involvement with Ruby turned him into, like, demon blood demon, mm-hmm. then it seems as though Lucifer's involvement with NAL, again, almost the said Daniel, um, <laughs> is gonna turn... Lucifer into except except that he's taking grace from her so I but still like it's or like something that humanizes him Mm -hmm. nonetheless because like okay we'll open this bag of uh cats closer to the end of the podcast or when we get to it later because I know there's more stuff I want to talk about with NIL but like he becomes king of heaven yes which yes yes but so like I'm interested to see how that like kind of changes motives Mm mm-hmm and stuff. Well, and also because NAL, like, I'm sure she's pretty stoked on being, like, the king of heaven second in command. Yes. But she doesn't she's actually now. want to be in heaven. You know? Like, she, I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like she might be, like, selling Lucifer on humanity a little bit. Yes, and actually I think that's a parallel between both of them. Uh, in terms of kind of being like snake oil salesman, like for mm. for Lucifer to uh, like the echelon of heaven that he was talking to, and then also um, nil to Lucifer. I feel like a little bit. There's a, definitely a potential double cross, triple cross, whatever you want to call it. But um, things are not as they seem. Oh, shapeshifters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we didn't get a lot of Michael in season five. Like, we got a little bit of Michael bit. in Adam. Fun. We got a little bit of Michael in Young John. Right. But, like, I'm excited because I feel like they're building up to actually having Lucifer versus Michael. And I agree. This just occurred to me, now that we've had all of these, like, 
I'm just thinking about various and sundry villains and how they had the uh, the two sisters who were a mirror of Sam and Dean and how they had them kill each other. Right. Um, and then back here we have, like, the parallels between Sam and Dean and Lucifer and Michael. Right. Like, I feel like you cannot, like... The similarities between those two brotherly dynamics are fairly cemented. So I wonder if some of what they're building towards with regards to, like, Sam versus Dean are actually going to be about Michael versus Lucifer. Maybe they'll kill each other. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Someone's definitely going to sacrifice something and something. That's going to happen. But also, I picked up on this. Gabriel in that scene in, like, the motel room um, where he's talking about the apocalypse, he says, it's going to end bloody, which is what Sam said about their life. It's going to end bad, it's going to end bloody, or whatever, and I'm just like, where are they building to? Because it seems like they're building to, like, a whole lot of blood and guts, and I'm excited for that. I think so. Something that came to my brain, which I, so like this perfectly falls in line to something that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. when I was talking about the whole, you know, heaven versus earth versus hell, like, and the mirroring or lack of mirroring or whatever's going on between them, the as as above, so below thing of, well, if, like, what, what if we really do see the apocalypse on our, on our earth? Like, what if that's, what if this has all just been, like, what if it is that thing of, like, we always come back, this is where we always come back to? If they come back to Sam in a fucking white suit. (laughs) I literally saw that today. On Instagram, so did I. I'm pretty sure we saw the same thing. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it was in relation to the show. I think it was, like, just in in relation to something else. Whatever. But I, I don't, and I don't necessarily know if that, like, I'm not necessarily saying in terms of, like, vessels being the same or whatever, mm-hmm. but just, like, them positioning Lucifer as king of heaven now, however that may or may not turn out. Yeah. And, like, we both know, we all know that Michael's gonna make it to our Earth. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, there's, like, the, it's not, not gonna happen. You can't rescue Mary and Jack without a cost, without consequences. Yeah. Well, and also... I forget who, but I think it was Dab, did say that Michael was going to take an interest in Dean as a potential vessel. Interesting. And again, this is from a long time ago, so it's like, you never know right? with TV production, but like... But the thing is, too, is it's like, well, what would cause him to mm. need another vessel? Right? Maybe Dean is a better vessel. A sexier vessel. <laughs> I also have like... A specific pet peeve where I really don't like slow-mo. Um, there was slow-mo in this episode? In the fight scene. Huh? The fight scene <laughs> with... See, this is what I mean about stuff going over my yeah. head with this episode. It, there wasn't a... It wasn't... And then speed oh, up. Oh, I know what you're talking slow about. slow down for a second and then speed up. And that's and something that Supernatural is kind of guilty of. Sometimes they do... Yeah. I have seen that in previous fight scenes. And it really depends on the episode. Yes. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 
I just really don't like slow mo. Yeah. Um. Nothing wrong with it. Like it was a good fight scene. I yeah. I just personally did not like that. I think I've just gotten so used to seeing that way of filming fight scenes mm-hmm. in Supernatural that it did that I didn't even clock it. Yeah. I think the only reason I clocked it is because. I've become so obsessive about noticing stuff. <laughs> Which is fair. And also totally fair. because that was one of the things that I didn't like about Wonder Woman. So uh, now I'm like hyper, like I feel fair. like I just had like too much slow motion. Oh, uh, yeah. In that one. <laughs> that had real slow motion. <laughs> in that one like viewing experience. Right. So now it's like I'm at my cap forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like that pushed me to my limit. And now I can no longer handle any slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also my birthday today. Happy birthday, Sally. So I'm pretty stoked that I got to watch a new episode of Supernatural on my birthday. Yes. Supernatural um, is your birthday present. Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> <On> that- <laughs> we also got paid today and I'm like, oh yeah, paid on my birthday. Yes, that is true. I was just about to say, imagine if I was just like, this would actually terrify you though, and it would terrify me. Like, Sally, here's some convention tickets. Oh my God, don't even do that. I would faint. Like, I would faint doing that <laughs> i don't even know if i would want to go no we've talked thing. about this before I yeah i don't know we're also clearly both feeling very rambly today oh yeah it's gonna so. be a rambly one guys yeah. uh strap in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what i'm gonna talk about today a little bit is uh okay what i loved about this episode was the comedy and, uh, of course, like, the writer of this episode. Yeah, so Steve Yockey, I feel like, writes really good, yeah. like, funny moments. Yes. Like, uh, Celebrating the Life of Asa Fox mm-hmm. is, like, my favorite. Well, even the, um, what's the other one? Lily Sunder has Thank some regrets. You. Even that one had, like, a few sprinkling moments of, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the oh, that's a definition yeah, yeah we're really rambly today guys sorry i've had too much coffee um, so yeah i'm gonna talk about the comedy and how like that versus the seriousness of the episode because there was which i know you're gonna get into a little bit um a lot of kind of serious undertones uh yeah and also too like how much the episode reminded me of practical magic which is awesome um and yeah, and like uh, some of the philosophies that we're seeing play out between, um, with like Dean and Sam, and uh, actually a little bit of carryover from what we talked about for last episode too, yeah. uh, in terms of like Sam's mental state, really. <laughs> yeah, so Sam is just continuing down the path that I hoped and dreamed he would. Um, I really do feel a little bit. Not exactly embarrassed, but, like, troubled by how, like... Sorry, guys, I just dropped my mic. <laughs> dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, this is going to be... Yeah, this is going to be more fun when we get drunk for the finale. Yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, like, mildly troubled by, like, how much joy I take from, like... From these people's trauma, because it's really quite awful. And I think one of the things about a moment like that is, like, not everyone is going to think of that immediately, which is totally fine, because Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's not a thing that you need to notice. It's just, like, a subtle little thing that, like, and I'm sure that Jared was thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Like. Well, I, I would even say that, like, 
the Colonel Sanders reference was probably subtle enough for a good amount of people to not pick yeah. up on it. Oh yeah, you know, it's, well, it's one of those things. And I feel, but I feel like that thing, like the Colonel Sanders thing, is like a Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter joke. So it's like only so many people would pick up on it. Yeah, anyway. like yeah. the they talk a lot about like the general audience, and like the general audience is not us. The general audience is not, like, the fans, though. The general right. audience okay. are people who have a TV and just turn it turn on, on to watch. Then, yeah, like, yeah. people... That's true. Uh, so People I just, who don't ship, people who... Right. You know, the general audience is people who, even when hopefully at the end of the series and, like, Dean and Cass are, like holding hands and riding off into the sunset together will still think that it's a platonic romance. Yes. That's the general audience. Yes. The general audience are people who are like, I, I'm, I don't know where yeah. I'm going with this, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like I, they, get, I get what you're saying. Anyway. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. Fan, fan service is not necessarily to all the variety of fans that there can be. Mm-hmm. Very different, big difference between viewer and fan. Yes. In my opinion, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, okay. Um, there was one thing I wanted to say. Yes, please. Uh, just to go back onto the, like, catch train. Yes, please. Which is, like, I'm catch. Like, I loved <laughs> that moment Oh, so I thought much. you were, I thought, um, <laughs> I thought you were talking about yourself. I thought you were, like, I'm catch. I'm like, catch. here, let me tell you about why I identify <laughs> so strongly with this character. Nah. I love tea. I, <laughs> I love tea. Yes. I mean, I love tea, too. Right, Who doesn't? Right but... <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, if anything, I identify more with Enyel than Catch. But no, I, I loved, <laughs> I just loved that moment of like, yeah. well, how did you escape? I'm Catch. It was so good. <laughs> well, and I love, too, that, like, even, like, textually, it, or, like, not, textually is the wrong word. Even, like, in the moment, like, he says that, and it's badass, but, like, it's not really badass because no one believes him. Yes. Like, he says, I'm Catch, and everyone's like, uh, no, tell us how you escaped. Yeah. Well, like, and even after that, when, like, he's back with Azodeus, and he makes that comment of, like, I'm good, but I don't think I could, you know, take on a full power Lucifer, and everyone's just like, um, Yeah. Uh, yeah you're human <laughs> yeah so it's like he's saying these things but it's like because it's totally like he has this bravado yeah this nothing like to back it up sense of reality um but speaking of which like i found it really interesting the level of equal playing field between asmodeus and catch i found that like i, I don't know if maybe i i'm the only one that saw that but mm. like where there was like a like, there was a very even exchange between them. Like, there was that moment where, you know, when Ketch essentially talks back to him and is just like, yeah, that wasn't a smart idea, letting Lucifer out. And then, you know, Asmodeus, like, gets up and you're like, oh, shit. And then he's just like, yeah, you're probably right. And then from that point on, he's no longer in his throne talking to Ketch. They're both standing whenever they're talking. They're at the same level. They're talking in close proximity. I, there's something about that. And... and like my the way, where my mind went with that during the episode was, you know, before we had the reveal of like the archangel angel blade and Gabriel and 
all that awesome stuff. I was thinking, oh, is my immediate thought, to be honest, mm-hmm. was is Asmodeus going to try and turn catch supernatural? Oh. In some way. Yeah. But, like, I don't think that that's going to work now because yeah. of that reveal. Because mm-hmm. there's really no purpose for yeah. that. But, like, I'm curious if, like, even, too, it could still be a situation where, like, Ketch could end up becoming a demon? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, it, it is so hard to tell because, like, since I was like, oh, I draw the line at, you know, letting mm-hmm. Lucifer on, you know, the world or whatever. But do you? Like, I don't know. I don't really know where your motives actually lie. It's it's very difficult to tell. <laughs> yeah. I was convinced that that was the case. Um, and then that didn't end up happening. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, cool. But do you know what I did? I, I know. I know what you did. Fucking Zachariah. Yeah. Screw him. Do you know why? Not because of the original. I love the original. And because of the original, this one did not measure up. He was so forgettable. <laughs> he was instantly forgettable. And the writers know it, and they're not idiots, and they killed him as soon as they could. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you were satisfied by that. So, Sally, what did you think about Zachariah? So, I really liked Zachariah. I don't know, but I think that part of my part of the reason I liked Zachariah, it like is not it has nothing to do with him being forgettable or not. It's the delight. I have in the apocalypse world and the delight that I have in alternate universe vessels like because yeah like it makes perfect sense that the the angels in the alternate apocalypse universe would have different vessels you know well yeah obviously um and like I just love the fact that they're going with that like I love the fact that 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 there's no no trying to cushion it or whatever. Yeah, it's that just it's like, just oh, like, this is thing you know, here are it. these characters that, like, we had all along. This is what Zachariah would have been in a different context. Right. Um, even though, yeah, like, I wish that they had written him slightly better just because I think he had a lot of potential. I, I don't even think it was necessarily the writing, although, mm-hmm. like, he did have very few lines. I was going to make the joke of, like, yeah, Sally, you really liked him and his, like, six lines. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Anyway. <laughs> I just liked his military outfit, okay? That is totally fair. I really liked the inner, uh, um, the exchanges between him and Michael and like, yeah. seeing that power dynamic. was That was cool. Mm-hmm. But it's not even like the writing or anything. It's the actor. Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. It was him. There was nothing that like grabbed me mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like at least the actor that's playing Michael... Yeah. I've like I'm like but then again like he has the liberty of the fact that Michael other than Dean and Papa Winchester he didn't have like a set like he didn't have a predetermined yeah. vessel yeah. that we knew him of. Yeah. So like he has that to play mm-hmm. with. Um but otherwise like he was very like they established him right away and that's yeah. that's my two piece on that. And I mean, I think that having Daniil in the episode oh, at yeah. all is fan service. 100%. Like, that's like the biggest one. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Another thing. So I'm, I'm at the point where everything else I have to say is like a random comment. Yes. Um, I love the trench coats. Yeah. I, I caught that too. I right? was like. Mm. And I'm really curious 
about costuming Mm -hmm. and, like, wardrobe choices because so far this season, their costuming and wardrobe choices have been really significant in the sense of, like, Jack, his suit being the same color as Cass. Um, Cass and Lucifer having the same color jacket. Like, that jacket seems to be, like, the fallen angel, like, gray angel jacket, you know? Um, And, you know, having Dean be wearing the black jacket and Mm -hmm. Sam wearing the gray jacket, like, during all of those grief-counseling scenes, like, the jackets are significant. But also, too, did you realize that um, NIL was wearing a black trench coat? I thought it was navy. Well, either way. It's oh, still yes, like, it yes. looks like a carbon copy of Castiel. Yes, but dark. Like, it's the same yeah, length yeah. but dark. I know, I know. So that was that was where I was going with that, where I'm like, I want to, like, I want to know more about this trench coat yeah. and, like, how significant it is for her character. A sentence that you would never think to say. I really want to know what's going on with this trench coat. I know. In the context of Supernatural, it makes... Oh, it I makes mean, total sense. I want to know about all of Cass's trench coats. Yeah. Like, what happened to them? Poof. <laughs> yeah, like, you know... Well, but also, too, like, why did... Why did the Dark MT give him a new... I know, it's like, like, why does he have a brand new trench coat now? It makes no like sense. Like, a different style. Yeah. But then I guess that, it, that might be considered a stupid question, because then, like, how about all the times that any of them come back and they come back from like violent deaths where their clothes get torn or stained but yet they come back wearing the exact same thing mm-hmm. and it's pristine so yeah. like nah, well maybe, and so i mean I, maybe maybe the dark empty just wanted to be a fashion designer so my feeling about cass's new trench coat is that it is like the idealized version of cass's original trench coat cuz he came back with like the messy suit the blue tie backwards like, he came, so I feel like he was brought back as, like, this idealized version of his original self. Okay. That is my, or, like, this, this, like, archetypal, like, Plato's Kate, like, you know, this, this, this like, archetypal King, yeah. version yeah. of original him. But, like, the middle trench coat confuses me. I love the, like, the middle trench coat. Right. Because it's way sexier than his first or this current trench coat like really i i love the single the the single breasted one okay i don't know i just i feel like that was when he like started working out and he just looks like stuffed into that (laughs) trench coat like (laughs) his shoulder muscles like it's a good it's a good look it's a good look whereas like this one doesn't really show off his like more muscular physique would you say and this is just going by like the image of the new coat that I have in my head, so it could be mm-hmm. totally far, far off. But um, would you say that this trench coat is a little bit more militaresque, militaryesque? Because like the 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 shoulder, like the little um, kind of like not pleating epaulets, epaulets. Thank you. Um, and everything just like the, there's a little bit more going on, a little more zhuzh, like kind of like a little bit more decor. I don't know. I'm totally reading into this way. Too I'd, I'd, I'd have to look at a photo yeah. again. One of the things oh, I goodness. have noticed about it is the color is more vibrant. Yes. Of this trench coat. And I think that this season, 
colors have been more vibrant in general. Yeah, and I think that that's why the cinematography has popped so much. Mm. That's one of the things Hmm. as well. Yeah. Hmm. Like, you can tell how totally sporadic and random my notes are (laughs) by the fact that I have Dean plus steak equals phallic. I have nothing to say about this. No. I literally have nothing to say, to say about it other than it was like... There. Oh, look, he's like holding a huge stick. <laughs> like, is it just me or is it getting a little phallic in here? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I feel like the reason for that is because we see, like, things and then we're just like, we already know where everyone else is going to like, we just need to say it and mm-hmm. everyone else will just know where we're going with it. Cause it's like, yeah. I, I just, I feel like I need to just be the person who's like, that's, that's a penis, a- that's a penis, <laughs> that's a penis. <laughs> There's another one. Those are balls. <laughs> like. <laughs> and naturally because Supernatural's awesome, I'm like, oh, Bobby. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought it as soon as I said that. <laughs> uh, again, any random snippet. Oh my god. Of, of our podcast, um, out of context. Sounds very strange. Yeah. And I love it. That's that's the part of this little experiment that we have that I love. Anyway, um, I know there's some specific things, like more than just um, penises that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> sometimes i feel like we should do vocal warm-ups first sometimes i feel like we should just slap each other beforehand (laughs) um how about no we're never gonna get (laughs) less awkward starting these things is just um excuse me not awkward hilarious we are a hoot (laughs) (laughs) and see that was super awkward so (laughs) you're just proving my point (laughs) I feel lightheaded. That's cool. That's cool. <sighs> okay, welcome guys to this great experiment known as the It's Funnier Nanokian podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no new episode of Supernatural this week. Boo. Single man tier. Yeah. More, more appropriate. <laughs> yes. More appropriate. Um, but it's coming back next week, so, and we'll be ready. I'm so excited. Me too. We get two episodes, and then there's, like, another week break, and I'm just like... <sighs> Which is fine, because then we get to do <laughs> more thrilling podcasts like this. this um, and then also, too, we can fill the void. <laughs> You're like, no, we can't. No, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, so, yeah. Uh, before we really get into the episode, what we first want to do is say a big, big, huge thank you you. to uh, all of you wonderful listeners. Uh, We've noticed a lot of people starting off with the first episode, so if you've made it through all first five and are now at episode six, uh, thank you so, so much. Um, If you're a new listener and just hopped in, that's totally cool too. Um, You didn't miss much? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, we made it to our first, stop laughing, Sally, this is serious. No, I'm kidding. I can't help it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we made it to our first five episodes, and we also made it past our first 50 listens, which I think is pretty cool. Like, that's... Amazing. We succeeded <laughs> We at the thing that we set out to yes, do. Yes, we did a creative thing. We got out of our rut. Yes. <laughs> I'm like... 
Do I believe that? Yes, I, yes, I do. I believe I do. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe it for both of us. Woohoo! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, to, to say it five more times, thanks so much, guys. Um, on that note, we're going to ask a big favor. Uh, if you are a recurring listener and like what you hear, um, unfortunately, the way that this podcasting business works, if you don't get reviews on iTunes or get rated, you don't matter, <laughs> which is totally fine. Um, but if you're in, into that sort of thing, if you wouldn't mind popping over to our, our iTunes, um, our links are on, if you're listening on SoundCloud, the link to it's on SoundCloud and it's also on our site and all that kind of stuff. You can find it there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're, and also too, we're working on a lot of other stuff that's kind of related to the podcast. Um, we also have like a newsletter that's going to be coming out soon. So even if you're interested in that, want to sign up. Go for it. Yeah. And if there's anything you'd like to see, yeah. let us know. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. I live I live for constructive feedback. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> huh. So um, today. Yes. We're getting we're getting gothic. Oh yeah. Um, That's my favorite thing. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Sally Hedrick and I'm gonna be talking about everyone's favorite topic. Wincest. <laughs> so hopefully I don't get ripped to shreds. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, I think you'll be all right. You're, you're, I think so too. You're I, a very rational voice. I am. And also I don't think that anyone who would be upset listens to our podcast. Yeah, that's true. We definitely have a, a demographic I feel like is in line with us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I'm Kira Mika. And I'm going to be talking today about um, something that I feel like's really come up this season, but it like there's through lines throughout the the whole series is uh, this concept of like warring philosophies um, that have come up in uh, like Sam and Dean and Sam and Dean's relationship to a certain extent, as well as um, this trend of um, wait for it this big word pastoralization. Ooh, I said it without stuttering. <laughs> Success. Yeah. Um, of like today's media and how that relates to um, the state of the world. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get a little a little political on <laughs> multiple fronts today. Yeah. Um, but Sally, how about you take it away? Cool. Um, well, I'm gonna start by saying that this wasn't all of what we planned to discuss today. We were going to watch the episode the end and then I failed (laughs) but it's okay because I didn't really have that much to talk about it with right um except that a it's hilarious to me watching like future Dean Dean from 2014 and how much lower he pitches his voice than 2009 Dean and then how much lower like Jensen pitches his voice now versus like the first season and then also it just made me think about how every time I listen to our podcast I'm like next time I'm gonna talk with a lower deeper voice god damn it like every single time as soon as I start thinking about my voice I start talking lower like I just have this urge I don't know why I'm so consumed by like ideals of masculinity but but there that's totally is. fair. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. I'm just so oblivious that I don't... I, I'm... You're probably better off. The other day... Oh, 
sorry, side note, tangent, Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast, imagine that, Um, I was listening to a podcast, I can't remember if, uh, it might have been, like, the Daily from, like, NPR or, like, New York Times, something like that, it was a news podcast, and there was a, like, they had a commentator on, and I was listening to them very passively, like, doing other stuff, and I was like, she kind of sounds like me. And I've never had that experience before. And I think just the, like, act of recording this podcast and, like, constantly having to listen to our voices Mm -hmm. has kind of produced that for me. I don't know. That's amazing. That's awesome. Because I've never had that experience either. You need to listen to more. (laughs) I I do need to listen to more podcasts. I think it would probably be good for me. We literally had my dream ending for Destiel happen on the show, yeah. which I'm going to share right now. Oh, right, right, right. Because we have And then I have to share my anecdote about okay. it, right? Because we have not, we, we haven't discussed this no, on we the didn't. show yet. Yeah. So, we were originally going to make it Sally's Corner because, yeah. like, you're good at predictions. I think. That's just, that's my feeling. But, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. So, <laughs> last year, like, right at the beginning of season 12, I think. We were ta- I was talking about unrealistic expectations on Tumblr and people expecting, like, these endings for Destiel. And I was like, these people are wrong. This is my dream ending for Supernatural. My, my Destiel endgame is Cass is maimed. He is, like, mortally wounded. And it happens really fast. But he's not dead yet. But it happens fast enough that everyone's caught off guard. And Dean says, I love you. And then Cass dies. And that was my dream ending for Destiel. And you're you're wrong about one thing in I terms would, yes. of and no well, yes, in terms of the the your dream ending, but also in terms of your timeline. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention that to me at the beginning of the season, because oh. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. That episode was um, 12 12. Yes. And um, my anecdote about it is that you weren't watching it as it aired at that no, point. I was not. Right? And so I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And it was the week before that oh, episode okay. aired okay. that you had told me about it. And literally, I was watching it and watching this happen happening going what the fuck (laughs) how did she know oh my god she's gonna freak out when she sees this and like I couldn't keep it in enough I had to like let a little bit out Mm -hmm. by saying to you like I waited a couple weeks I think and Mm -hmm. then I mentioned to you like once you get like once it comes on Netflix and you get to see it um some something happened that you're gonna be happy with Mm mm-hmm and yeah. <laughs> and I was so happy. And the thing is, I'm so like I was wrong because Dean did not say I love you. Casted. Casted. Which was my error, not the show's, because <laughs> but <laughs> the show got it wrong. No, the sh- <laughs> No, but like because Dean has only ever said I love you to his mom and Fair. only in dreams. Right. He okay. has, he's never said I love you in person. To oh, anyone so on the show. Like, one was a gin. Right. And one was when he was going inside Mary's head to, like, try and unbrainwash her. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Like, Cass is much more open. Yeah. But regardless, it's like, 
my dream, my goal for what I want from Destiel has already happened. So, like, when I say I don't know where they're going with Destiel, when I say that, like, more could happen, I'm talking about more of the same, which is inherently romantic and homoerotic. Like, where I, and, and where I think they're doing at least some of it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like, whereas I don't think they're going to do a whole bunch of Wincest on purpose. Well, and I, and you I, know? I think that the good, like, the well-argued part of that mm-hmm. is mentioning the fact that in earlier seasons that may have been the case. Yes. Because it's, you know, not, not to put too much... Um, onus on it needing to be literarily literary relevant yeah literature relevant (laughs) or or anything like that but but because there's that Mm tie-in to me that validates it a bit more but it definitely validates it to that end to that like moment of the show if you will well and it's like the whole point of that like of that ship is like you and me against the world, like, and I mean, Sarah Gamble, I, I was reading, I think it might have even been in that essay, but she at one point called the show the epic love story of Sam and Dean, in uh, like a jokey way. Right. But again, this was talking about the first two, maybe three seasons. Right. But that's not the show anymore. Yes. Like, Cass is a part of that family, it's not Sam and Dean against the world anymore, it's Team Free Will. It's Team Free Will. Like, it stopped being Sam and Dean against the world in season four when Cass showed up. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, everyone can see how Dean and Sam's relationship is very different from Dean and Cass's relationship. Yeah. I wonder why. Did you want to do a live outro or no? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you want me to do it? Sure. Okay. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Ify Podcast. That's I-F-I-E Podcast. See you next week.